0: Living wisely, living well, June 15th. To be true to others means to be loyal to them. Truth and loyalty are virtually synonyms. Therefore did my guru say, loyalty is the first law of God. Indeed, disloyalty is worse than untruthfulness. For weakness of character may force a person to be untruthful, but treachery is motivated by no such compulsion. There is merely egoic attachment to delusion. It's a very heavy, it's a very heavy statement and also very strong. Um, Master said that treachery was one of the worst things that a person can do, which is to deliberately Betray someone, well, that's the word. Betray someone, betray a promise, betray a commitment, betray an expectation because of an egoic desire. Untruthfulness, the way he says weakness of character can force you to do it, which is you become frightened. And so then you're, you're not honest because you're frightened of what might happen to you if you spoke the truth or acted upon the truth. But treachery is a deliberate act. We have to bear in mind, sometimes the lines get a little blurred. Someone will be untruthful because they're afraid. And it might amount to seeming disloyalty, but if it's motivated by fear, it's quite different than when you deliberately act, when you deliberately sacrifice the well-being of someone else just because there's something you want more um, than the loyalty that you've committed to that person. At the same time, even having said it as as stentoriously as that, it's just a karma. (laughs) Everybody does all sorts of things in the course of our many incarnations, and after it's all over, it just washes out, and we figure it out. If we betray someone and we gradually find out that it was a bad thing to do, now bear in mind, betrayal isn't just reaching another stage of your own karmic journey and realizing that what was appropriate at one point is not appropriate anymore. You know, you could consider a divorce, for example, or leaving a job where somebody was relying on you or not doing what your parents wanted you to do. These are not necessarily rising to the level of, of treachery people may tell you that you've betrayed them in this way and that way, but people's opinions are not really what counts. What really counts is the consciousness with which the person is acting, what's really motivating them and what their true intention is. You know, I, I don't consider it betrayal merely because um, life changes and what was appropriate at one point is not appropriate now even if people are hurt or disappointed, and even if people accuse you, I don't think that's real treachery. That's just change. But there's a, a different kind of something where you, where you really set out with willful disregard for who you hurt and how much you hurt them because of your desire to have what you want. Tough. It's a tough issue. Um, Swami also uses it as an example of the fact that it's simply not necessary to get so excited about the inevitable change, and especially these days, where people's um, where where karma seems very accelerated, and because the times are changing so quickly, um, the it's it's hard to keep track. People live multiple incarnations in one lifetime. It used to be that the world was so stable that. Um, you just, the, the one generation followed another, you lived on the same land for generations, you followed the same professions, and nowadays just everything is switching so quickly. I recall reading a, an article in a magazine about um, an Indian family, a village family from, I think I read this about 25 years ago, that for, for like five or six generations this family had been itinerant storytellers and they traveled all over the countryside, the village countryside of India, and they would put on performances, and the children would grow up doing this. And, and the man had five sons, and they'd all moved to the city and were driving taxis. And it was just like all those generations of tradition were gone, but there was no place in village life for itinerant storytellers, because electricity and television had come in. So it's just like, how, you can't just say, because this is the way it's always been, this is the way it needs to be, especially when you're in a Dwapara Yuga rising um, situation where energy is increasing and forms are breaking and consciousness and the actuality of things, the actual vibration of things, not the form of them, is the most important. This is why family life has just been turned upside down this is why the, um, the security of lifelong marriage has just been turned upside down. Because people enter with good faith into a commitment and may be able to keep it for a very long time. But at a certain point the form becomes empty and the may become empty and the compelling demands of new consciousness make it just literally impossible to stay in that form that's not treachery. That's, just as I said, that's change. But in other conditions, like, for example, we were, when Ananda was being litigated against, and Swami Kriyananda was being litig- litigated against, a person who'd been very close to him, um, who who he himself had introduced to the spiritual path, initiated into Kriya Yoga, taught about Master's teachings been very generous in, in multiple other ways in helping that person spiritually. And then that person allied aligned herself with Swamiji's uh, detractors and, and specifically led the charge against him. Swami wrote to her kindly, but definitely. He said, basically, inasmuch as I was the one who introduced you to your spiritual life, It's. It's. uh, I'm not sure exactly how he worded this because he worded it carefully, but um, one should respect that tie, even if your circumstances have changed, your loyalties may have shifted, your perspectives on things shifted. Nonetheless, I was the one who introduced you, and that's a very sacred tie that should be respected. Later, when I asked Swami about that very person, I said, "What if they repudiated their bad behavior?" and wanted to come back and live in the ashram with us, would you take them back? Swami so said, if they repudiated their behavior, of course I would. Because you, you, people will. People make mistakes, and if they recognize their mistakes and repudiate them, then that's that's you have to give them a next chance. He said, but now that I know uh, what they're capable of, meaning that they're capable of treachery because the reason that person led the charge against Swami was because it won points for her with people she was trying to please now. So it was just purely for personal gain that she did it. And uh, he said, now that I know what they're capable of, I would treat them differently. And he meant by that that he would both protect himself and Ananda from their possible treachery, And he would also do his best to protect the person from the temptation of being treacherous again. you see how interesting that is? I had a very interesting experience with a man who was also engaged in all of that litigation and really became a key attacker of Ananda very, very determinedly and viciously and effectively in terms of creating a lot of chaos. And I was in a place where he, I was as part of a conference and he was presence there, present there. And some well-meaning, but I have to say deeply misguided person, sort of brought this man to me and wanted me to, uh, in the name of uh, generosity of heart and detachment and forgiveness, wanted me to sort of embrace the man and take him back in as a friend. I, I, none of this was premeditated, but my response in retrospect was in retrospect, actually, I think was exactly appropriate and very interesting to me. I said, have you repudiated your behavior? And I said, many, many people were hurt by the things that you did. You caused a great deal of spiritual harm to people and a great deal of confusion to a lot of people who'd been your friends. I said, do you repudiate that behavior? And his wife was with him and his wife said, ah, we regret that people were hurt. I said, that's clever, but that's not an answer. I'm not asking you whether you regret the consequences. I'm asking you if you repudiate your behavior. And I said, if you do not repudiate your behavior, I would be absolutely stupid to open the doors to you again. I said, because I would just be inviting you in to completely repeat your treacherous behavior. I didn't finish, but it would be terrible for us, Ananda, and it would be terrible for you. And I'm not going to be uh, bullied by uh, lots of spiritual words like forgiveness and open-heartedness and eternal friendship. I, I, you know, I bear, I bore him. I didn't bother to say it at the time, but I bear him no ill will. Meaning, I don't have to have an opinion. You know, when he was acting in such a way as to hurt us, I did my very best to um, mitigate the harm that he was capable of doing. But really, he doesn't need my condemnation. His own behavior will create his own destiny. And it's just, it's really between him and God, it has nothing to do with me. So I didn't honestly have the slightest negative feeling toward him. I really didn't. Just, here you are, but absolutely not. I absolutely refuse I said, if you genuinely repented and came to me wanting to make reparations for all the damage that you did, that would be an entirely different conversation. But for you to walk in and try to act as if you've got the moral high ground by demanding that I be big enough to forgive you, I said, I'm not buying a bit of it. And I I held my ground. Later on, the person who was a friend of mine, you know, I... I spoke to him. What were you thinking? You know, what were you possibly thinking? It took him a little time to see it, but later he apologized to me, which he owed me an apology. You know, what a spot to put me in like that. But that was treachery. There was just no there was no no two ways about that. It was odd another person during that same time approached me, but I had completely forgotten. I had completely forgotten their treachery. And all I remembered was that we used to be friends. It was a, a, a very minor interaction, but it was completely cordial and just sort of warm. And I just treated him like anyone else. Later, I thought, oh, he was really terrible too. But I uh, I didn't mind because nothing was asked of me. Because why not be charitable? Swamiji's attitude, that was why Swami's attitude about the other person that I was saying, if they repented, would you take them back? He said, oh, yes, of course. I mean, there was no hesitation on his part, because people may really hurt you with their bad behavior, may inconvenience you, maybe even do terrible things to your life, because people do. But they do much more terrible things to their own lives, even if they seemingly get away with it, even for a whole incarnation. You know, the law of karma is inexorable. And there's another feature about it, which is whatever dissonant vibrations a person puts out into the world, by the time they reach the object toward which they are directed, some of that dissonance arrives. But much more of that dissonance passes through the person who did it. And that kind of dissonance leaves, um, leaves actually even physiological marks on the physical being through which it passes. And it definitely leaves deep karmic um, residue in the chakras and then in another incarnation. Now that of course raises the question is why does it happen to me? Well of course what would be the balancing factor for treachery carried out against someone else? Well anybody can answer that question But, but the law of karma when you really follow it through to the end can be very very challenging. So I'd prefer to just make a road sign and point it down the road, and let every individual involved um, try to work it out for themselves. Because unless, unless one can come to an understanding and an acceptance, not because someone told you, but because intuitively one feels the truth and the fairness of it, it's not time to think about it yet. So my friends, let's hear what Swami has to say. To be true to others means to be loyal to them. Truth and loyalty are virtual synonyms. Therefore, did my guru say, loyalty is the first law of God. Indeed, disloyalty is worse than untruthfulness, for weakness of character may force a person to be untruthful, but treachery is motivated by no such compulsion. There is merely egoic attachment to delusion."